Hello and welcome to another podcast. It is Coach Mark in Manila here from ESL, businessenglishexperts.com and initial-impact.com. So you're going to be hopefully in for a treat today because what I'm doing right now is I am taking you on a walk um, around the local area and the idea of this particular podcast is to not only share with you the sounds and the sights of the evening here in the Philippines, but also to help you understand how a native speaker might describe certain things, because that's really important. You're often going to be asked to describe your way around places. So right now, um, I'd like you to make this a li an active listening session. I'm gonna try and describe my neighborhood that I'm currently living in at the moment. And um, hopefully you can hear some of the interesting sounds around here. I'm gonna also take you down to a small body of water that isn't hopefully too far from here. Um, let's hope my legs and my health hold out to get myself down there. But um, I just wanted to do something a little bit different here. And uh, it's a way for me obviously to uh, encourage myself to get myself outdoors, I suppose. And uh, luckily this time of night it is much cooler. Um, in the Philippines it's usually, even this time of year, we're usually around 30 degrees or higher during the day, 36 degrees and high humidity. So if you have a listen um, and uh, we can discuss what we're seeing. So at the moment um, we're heading up a small hill. So if you listen to these words that I'm using, you'll hear how we use them in a very different way um, to describe directions. And we're gonna go straight ahead here. And as you can hear, we've got uh, a road and then we've also got a few, few uh, vehicles going backwards and forwards, um, even though it's quite late on a night now here, it's coming up towards midnight. Um, and there's some lovely Christmas decorations. Uh, you can see them hanging from the trees. Um, it's a shame this isn't a video, but I suppose this allows you to use your imagination and really picture um, what you can see here um, as I'm walking along. Now, um, you may be able to hear there is a little bit of music from somewhere. Uh, the question is, where's it coming from? So let's go get a little bit uh, a little bit curious and let's find out, shall we? Um, sometimes you find a lot in the Philippines, karaoke um, and just general um, celebrations randomly popping up. Um, as you can hear, even this time of night, there's a fair bit of traffic around still. We might be lucky to hear a few uh, tricycles as we zoom past. So we're going down a hill at the moment and um, the trees here are quite large. Uh, they're very tall and um, they tower above. And the difference in the Philippines is that the electrical cables are not high on pylons. Listen to these words again, people, the vocab. So pylons are like those metal um, electrical uh, wires that usually are very high up. There you go, there goes a scooter and moped, and here goes another one. Very popular mode of transport here in the Philippines. Um, and the other thing is people don't really wear helmets. Uh, pretty dangerous. Um, and uh, I believe it is actually meant to be enforced. My fellow Filipino brothers and sisters, I'm sure you can help me out on this one. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, it isn't, isn't usually a common thing to see. So it's a bit strange when you first arrive and you see all these people driving around without a helmet on, you think, my goodness, is that okay? But uh, it's kind of liberating as well to see that uh, things are very different in different parts of the world. So anyway, um, yeah, the pylons, those are the metal, uh, the big metal towering uh, structures that we often see in uh, the USA and the UK, Europe. But here the, the wires are much lower and they're just on poles, um, which uh, 
Unfortunately, these are real mess of cables and uh, many of them dangle down quite precariously at times. You've got to be careful you don't have a live wire that you walk into, literally. Um, and also in the typhoons, um, they can easily come down because they stretch through the trees. So the trees literally grow um, in between the wires, the electrical cables. So like right now, there's one that's really slung low, almost uh, touching the ground. Um, and then there's others that are really perched on top of the treetop. So listen to those words, perched. What is perched? It means uh, sat on top, not quite securely, uh, like a bird would perch um, on a branch, wouldn't it? And would hang on with its uh, claws. So we're going down a small hill now. Um, and tonight it's a lovely starry night. There's loads of beautiful stars up in the sky. I used to love looking at those in Gran Canaria. Um, it's not quite the same experience here, but it's still beautiful. And it's virtually nearly a full moon by the looks up there. So. That's going to be a beautiful one if we stay cloud-free. Um, unlike in Gran Canaria, here in the Philippines we do get a lot of cloud cover. Um, so not every evening can you see the stars. So tonight is a real treat for me. Listen to those words. A real treat for me means a real gift, a real lovely thing. So if you say to somebody, I'd appreciate it if you could do that for me, it would be a real treat. It means it's a special thing that they do for you. All right, so you can use it in that way. Now, I think the music is actually coming from someone's house. Um, here again in the Philippines, there's gated communities. So if you live in certain areas, well, most areas, you'll find that there are areas that are gated off. Um, They're not, uh, not easily accessible. There are guards everywhere. Um, as a foreigner coming to the Philippines, the one thing that would strike you, if you were certainly from Europe, in, not from America so much, it is very American here in a way, um, is the fact of all of the guards. So there are checkpoints everywhere. Um, I kind of feel like I live in a high security prison. <laughs> no offense, my fellow Filipinos, it's just different. Um, but once you get used to that fact, um, you actually really appreciate it because, for example, from my point of view, where I currently am, I've got about 15 guards. Um, all around so um, you know and uh, the other thing that you you need to bear in mind is that uh, everybody is armed here um, so you know if ever there was a problem I feel quite secure <laughs> um, so that's kind of helpful in one respect that's the way I tend to look at it from that point of view so okay so um, now we're going down another small slope so listen to these words a small slope and it has a small dip in it and then it rises back up so you hear the words a slope is like um, an incline, but not very steep. And uh, this is all concrete. So concrete is different to tarmac, people. Tarmac is like the black stuff, like tar. Um, here in the Philippines, we don't really use tar um, as much as concrete slabs in the road. Probably, I would imagine, but you're going to have to help me out, my Filipino brothers and sisters. My guess is that putting tar on the road would be a bad idea because of the heat that we have here. Um, tar is notorious for melting in extreme temperatures and turning into a gloopy mess that sticks to your shoes and your tyres and, well, just would be destroyed, right? Things would sink into it. So I think this is probably why we're using concrete, but uh, that's my guess. I'm sure somebody can help me out if you want to message into the programme. I would appreciate that. Um, now, you can probably hear... Yeah, there's a lot of little night critters here, but I'm going to go down to this body of water which we're coming to shortly. And... Um, 
down there I'm hoping we'll hear some toads and frogs singing. The toads and frogs here in the Philippines are like mutant. Now that's a great word, what's mutant mean? So it means excessively large, like it's being zapped with some sort of solar radiation, and I suppose it has, we're so close to the equator. So everything grows like massively, disproportionately huge in size compared to, say, their cousins in, say, Europe. Um, if you look at a snail out here, they're the size of your fist, which is kind of scary. When I first saw a snail here, I actually thought it was an ornament. Now, what's an ornament? Um, it's basically usually made of stone, ceramic, some sort of or metal maybe, or wood, but it's yeah, something that people would have to decorate their home. And I thought it was like, you know, one of these garden ornaments until I realised, no, this thing is actually living and was slowly sliding along with its huge snail trail behind it. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And then the frogs, the toads are equally as huge um, and rather, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of impressive to see them. And um, you often see a toad sort of staring at a snail and I think who's going to win that one? So. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to say the least, but anyway, um, that's another treat that is in store for you and if you come to the Philippines you can see these for yourself. Also the range of insects that are available, um, <laughs> I sound like a store don't I? We have a range of insects available, but no seriously, um, it is an absolute paradise um, and that's something that uh, I would like to try and understand more about because the diversity of species and specimens here is just absolutely massive. All right, so we're now going across a small path. What's a path? Um, it's like a, a not very wide area, but um, just like a sidewalk, you might call it, in the States. Um, but a path is you know, sort of a winding trail that would go through places. So I'm just cutting through a cut-through. So this is what we call it, a cut-through. It's like a path that goes through somewhere else. And we're coming down to this small body of water here. Um, now, tonight... I'm not sure we're going to hear any frogs, unfortunately, which is a bit of a disappointment because they do sound pretty awesome. Um, but because it hasn't been raining um, as much tonight, they don't really sing, as I call it, because they do sing. They sound like they're singing to each other. It's pretty amazing to hear, but let's just stop for a minute. We've got one or two things in the water because you can hear the plops of the uh, whatever it is diving up and down but uh, yeah very quiet tonight unfortunately people so no, no frogs tonight but maybe another night we can try this one again anyway I'm now walking along the path um, it's going to bend round to its right shortly and dead ahead of me there's lots of lovely twinkly lights that uh, they've put up for Christmas and um, the one thing to know about the Philippines is that absolutely love Christmas right and um, we call it the burr months here so basically as soon as the months end with the burr so that's September October November December Christmas is officially on so <laughs> um, so we we kind of start the celebrations for Christmas very early and to be honest it's kind of strange um, from my point of view when I first arrived but I get it and um, once you live in a country for a number of years that's the best way to try and understand the why and um, to me it makes good sense because, you know, we have so many potential disasters and things that can hit us here. Um, then you want to celebrate life while you can, right? So as soon as we're uh, coming towards Christmas, then we kind of decide that it's on. And uh, we, we make the most of it for four months. 
um, just generally lots of singing, festivities, lights, um, you know, things like that. If you're lucky enough to, be able to take part in it, um, it's a really festive um, sort of atmosphere. And um, I think that out of uh, out of all the places where I've either studied or been, it's probably been the most interesting to experience. Um, because even though it's it's you know, very warm all the time, um, we do have still a, a good celebration really um, even though you're in a tropical tropical environment so it doesn't really feel so much like Christmas from the weather's point of view but uh, absolutely does some sort of bird there um, yeah does from, from another point of view all right so we're going round the body of water now and just sort of circling around it trying to see if we can find any frogs to record for you but sadly not tonight um, there's actually one here sat in front of me, he's a rather big guy, hello. But, um, I don't know if any of you have read uh, Beatrix Potter, the teller Jeremy Fisher. Well, he looks like that, really. He's kind of a very uh, handsome gentleman. <laughs> but he's not bothered about my presence, and that's the brilliant thing about it. I'm looking up at the night sky here, um, and yeah, there's, uh, there's quite a lot of constellations available. I'm not sure whether that's... What is that uh, Orion? I think possibly. It's been a while since I've studied the stars, to be honest. So um, maybe that's something that I need to double check for you. Um, but of course, the stars that we can see here is, are totally different, and uh, depending on the hemisphere to where you're listening to me. So what I can see and what you can see may be very different. So we're going around the the circular path. Perfect. So this is helpful for you. Also, this will be helpful if you're doing IELTS and you're having to do descriptions and map descriptions. So to the left of me, and we've got the body of water. Um, dead ahead, we've got a main road, and we're just going to take a right turn here, the first right. Okay, so if you listen here, if we take the first right, clearly it's the first right turning on your right. Okay, right, we got that. And then we're going to take a sharp left. So a sharp left means, yeah, it's quite abrupt, right? Quite immediate. So right then left. So take a sharp left, and then we're going to go around this roundabout part here, and then we're going to track back up. So tracking back up means we're going to go along the route parallel to where we came in. And you can probably hear all the crickets. That there that you could hear there was actually a gecko um, and when you hear that you usually meant to shout money for me <laughs> apparently so I'm told so money for me I hope so anyway um, we could all do with a little bit of that I'm sure and uh, yeah then we're going up this in here the cricket's quite loud up here I'm kind of in some long tall grass area um, Luckily, I'm on the main pathway because if I was in there, I'd probably be getting eaten alive at this point by mosquitoes um, and fire ants. That's another beautiful story from the Philippines. Um, my first experience of uh, realising it's slightly different in the Philippines when you were sheltering from a tropical storm is never lean against a tree. <laughs> at least not one in a tropical country that you haven't inspected first. Because I think I managed to find the only tree there that uh, had an anthill at the base of it that I didn't notice because I didn't know it was an anthill when I first arrived. And uh, yeah, I got absolutely bitten to death within seconds of leaning against this uh, beautiful tree to get out of the rain in this tropical storm. 
I was on fire, uh, literally, and I ran out from under the tree like a scolded cat. That's a good expression, right? And um, was <laughs> literally ripping my vest off because they were in my vest, in my hair. Uh, luckily, they got no further down, thank goodness. Um, <laughs> and I was beating the life out of myself with my vest and trying to get whatever it was off me. Now, it was dark at the time, so I couldn't see but I just guessed. I'd seen too many of these survival programs and I just thought ants. It was like an instinctual, I don't know, um, response. And uh, yeah, when I got home, I was covered from head to toe in bites. Um, but, you know, none the worse for wear. But the following day I went back, I returned. So listen to those sentence constructions. I went back where I returned and uh, I assessed, yeah, I assessed the tree. I didn't just look at it, I assessed it. I mean, it's taken a good, analysis of it and I realized oh my goodness it was heaving now what does heaving mean it was teeming teeming and heaving I mean, there were lots teeming loads of them and it was heaving as in the whole tree was moving if something's heaving it's heaving up and down you know if you're short of breath your chest like mine at the moment is heaving up and down right so it was heaving with fire ants and fire ants are the biggest things you've ever seen possibly as an ant they are not like an ant they're like a small human <laughs> and they are quite aggressive as well um, if you interrupt a lot of fire ants they kind of take you on uh, if you find them on the path they will kind of and you, you disturb them they will come at you you know they'll, they'll circle you and yeah, try and like uh, make you uh, feel a little bit like you should get out of their way really so they're quite impressive i think and uh, again they're so huge everything here is much bigger so uh yeah that's what had taken me on and uh, clearly i'd really upset them because i'd stood probably in their nest and they were not happy that their home had been wrecked by a british guy so <laughs> so that was my experience of uh, of the fire ants the first introduction to them here in the philippines lots of other experiences like that but that's for another time um so now we're going back to the top of the road where we started um and i'm probably going to just keep going for a bit longer but for now i think i'm going to leave this here because i don't want to bore you to death but hopefully you've heard some interesting vocab as to how to describe directions sharp lefts steep inclines small dip um shallow little shallow slopes paths uh, circuiting around tracking back trekking back trails all right so try to use some of this vocab where you can um, and let me know if you found this of interest. I mean, clearly we'll see the number of plays it gets. Um, but if you would like any more of this, then do let me know. And clearly if you don't, then equally let me know because this is your podcast. But I'm trying to do a variety of things to really give you an idea of not just of what it's like out here, but mainly the vocab to describe it. Um, and perhaps I'll do a daytime one where there's more going on, although it will be much noisier because of all of the... Uh, the traffic at that time of day so and the heat is the biggest problem um, in addition to my health itself as to whether I feel I've got the energy to get out but uh, today I just tried, tried to push it because I'm I'm really trying to cram as much as I can into the podcast for you um, in the time I've got available for myself um, so yeah anyway we, we gave it a go and remember just like I'm doing here experiment with your English play around with it try new things get creative if it doesn't work no problem you've just found one other thing that will get you nearer to what does and that's the best way to look at your life um, even if your life isn't quite going the way you want it right now 
well, maybe just working out what doesn't work so you can get to something much better. Um, keep going, stay motivated, and uh, remember, try to practice the new vocab you've heard in here and summarize the podcast if you can. And also, if you can, uh, attempt to use some of the phrases um, in your conversations uh, either later on today or next week if it's uh, going to be hard for you to find the time this week. But make use of it all. Remember, what you do consistently starts to show up on a regular basis. So try to be consistent, please. 10 minutes every day for 28 days non-stop and you will see and sound a better you. All right. So take care, everybody. Stay safe. Keep going. See you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional. Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects, I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.